0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: What are we going to do as a church? Our souls need to wake up. We need to respond to the gospel
0: of Jesus. He said, go into the world. We don't want to deal with reality, Christian. We don't even want to deal with reality even though we've been saved from this place. I'm calling on you today in the name of Jesus to rise up to the call of God. Christ is coming back soon. If I start telling people about hell, I might just scare them off. Where are you going to scare them off to? Hell number two? People, stop and think about it. If hell really exists, and it does, I didn't say that Jesus did, then don't you think people need to know about it? Can't you at least give them a fighting chance? Are you just going to sit there and let them burn?
1: This is Chris from Don't Let Them Burn. Welcome to our show. I'm here with my partner, Rory. Hey, Chris. How are you doing? Good evening, everyone. I'm doing great tonight. And, you know, thanks for everyone that's supporting us and following and subscribing and um, coming to hear the message that we have to bring. Um, Tonight, we're going to be touching a subject that might rattle a few feathers out there. It's about September 23rd and the, the supposed rapture issue. And tonight we have Pastor Billy Crone from Las Vegas, And if you want to check out his stuff, you go to getalifemedia.com or go to his YouTube and look up Billy Crone and you'll find all of the research and all of the programs that he's been doing to expose a lot of fallacies. So without further ado, Pastor Billy, how are you doing tonight?
0: Hey, doing good, guys. Thanks for having me on again.
1: Oh, glad to have you. Great to have you. Yes, we have this issue of September 23rd. I'm sure you've heard of it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, four days before my wife's birthday. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: ain't that something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> with all due respect uh, to those who have a birthday on September 23rd, uh, my wife's uh, birthday takes precedent, much more important. And, of course, uh, with all due seriousness, the September 23rd issue, if people aren't familiar, it's, it's another unfortunate date-setting issue. And it uh, just blows me away how many times even professing Christians get schnookered Uh, with these false teachings. If there's one thing clear in the Bible, nobody knows the day nor the hour, yet these people keep putting out these theories and these dates, why they have some secret knowledge of the rapture, Jesus' second coming, whatever it is, and once again, it's a bad witness.
1: Yes, 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 and I I see that um, some of the people that are pushing this false prophecy are taking bits and pieces out of the Bible and just twisting Scripture.
0: Well, and that's about the only way you could try to make it somewhat feasible. Uh, unfortunately, it's, it's this is like, how many times do we got to go through this? Uh, this is nothing new. Date setters, unfortunately, have been around, uh, even in the professing church, for quite some time. You know, it's uh, ironic. Last night uh, in our Wednesday night study, we're, I'm in an extended study called uh, World Religions, Cults, and the Occult. And we've been dealing with all kinds of things. Uh, certainly, um, we've been, we dealt with Judaism, Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, went into Roman Catholicism, New Age, uh, went into um, uh, Mormonism, and we just started last night in Jehovah's Witnesses. And, and just at the very beginning, Jehovah's Witnesses, what what were they guilty of? What are they still guilty of today? Date setting. And, and uh, even in the late 1800s, Charles Taze Russell, the founder of a witnesses. He he got hooked up with Seventh day Adventists who were also false teachers, false date setters. And so he became one too, amongst other false teachings. And, and you know, they, they got their dates, they have their reasoning 1874, 1878, 1914, 1925, 1975, 1948. So they hinted at the year 2000. And this has been going on by false teachers for a long time. And I made the statement last night in our study. And uh, listen, uh, if you're going to uh, make fun of, uh, quote-unquote, Jehovah's Witnesses, which I don't recommend, unfortunately they're being led astray. But if you're going to make fun of them for repeatedly going back to these false teachers after they these dates come and they pass— Every single one, 1914 came and passed, 1925 came and passed, 1975 came and passed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they keep going back and listen to these guys because they come back with the same response. Well, I got a new calculation or I got new light or God spoke to me and told me that what it really is, blah, blah, blah. And then if, if, if you're going to sit there and point a finger at them and saying, how could those people involved in that cold? go back to those people after all these dates are set and they never come to pass, they never do what they say to do because you're not supposed to set dates, the Bible's clear about that, then then don't be uh, uh, doing the same thing today. It's like, how many times do we got to go through this? The September 23rd is a long one in the history of the church. If you look at the history of uh, even the recent church, it seems like the church is, is doing just what the cults are doing. And the cults have been doing for 100 years. Right. And it wasn't it wasn't that long ago. I mean, who did it start off with? Remember, remember that guy, um, uh, Edgar uh, Wiesenhunt, whatever his name was. Right. And it was 88 reasons why the rapture will happen in 1988. And uh, he's this NASA engineer guy and so-called Bible student. And, well, he's an engineer. He must be great with math. And he's probably got a nifty calculator. Well, we should listen to him. No. And, and that's the premise. These guys somehow got some secret knowledge. And, and and they got calculations that we can't even dream of or a computer program and blah, blah, blah. And, and what did he do? He predicted that the rapture would happen in 1988, sometime between September 11th and September 13th. Right, and uh, and then he published uh, books about it. 88 reasons why the rapture is going to happen in 88. He, he published another book called On uh, Borrowed Time, and 300,000 copies were sold. People got pulled up into it, and and it was just amazing. Then he, even more books got sold, and and he was staking his life on this thing. And guess what? 1988 uh, came and went. Right. Well, you think well, okay, well he's a false teacher. And so everybody dropped him like a hot rock. No, and, and, and he came out, and then he comes out, and uh, the very next year, and he says, "Oh, I, I, I was a little bit off in my calculations. Uh, Rapture is going to happen in 1999." And he actually published another book called "The Final Shout: Rapture Report 1989." And, and so, guess what? 1989 came and went. And guess what happened? Nothing, And so he kept going. It's like, you shut the guy off. What are you doing? Get back to the Bible. What are you guys doing? Listen to these guys, right? And they seduce you. Oh, I've got a math degree. Oh, i got a nifty calculator. Oh, and what's going on September 20th? I've got this constellation thing that I found in Stellarium with this program that you don't even know how to use, but I do. And I've been tracking this for years. And blah, blah. It's the same baloney that's going on today. But anyway, so he kept going, believe it or not. So you think after 1980, 1989 that people shut him off? No, he came back in 1993. 23 reasons why the rapture looks like it'll occur in Rosh Hashanah in 1993. Well, that came and went, and he did it again in 1994, right? And it's just like you and so they go, okay, well, people learned their lesson, right? They got burned four times by that one guy. Nope. Who came next? Harold Camping, right? Remember him? Uh, Harold Camping, that Christian radio broadcaster guy from Family Radio in California. And he had a big market, right? He seduced a whole bunch of people. Uh, I've even read reports, uh, of course, uh, his date setting came and went, that people not only sold their homes, they liquidated their 401ks, and just their whole life was ruined by these false teachers. Well, he predicts, what, 1994, right? Remember that book? He came Hmm. out with that, I think it was 1992. And a book entitled 1994, you know, big question mark there. And uh, and so, well, guess what? 1994 came and went. And so everybody shut him off. In fact, they refused to listen to his radio programs, right? No, they got seduced by the same guy again. So his latest one uh, that he came out with was in uh, 2011. And it was two dates in 2011 because it was May 21st. And then there was supposed to be a part two. That was supposed to be the rapture. And then part two was October 21st. And, uh, and that was going to be the date for the end of the world. Well, guess what happened? Nothing happened on May 21st, 2011, sure enough, because the Bible says, what? Nobody knows the day or the hour. I don't care how nifty you are with the calculator or constellations, and sure enough, it came and went and he said, well, OK, well, it, then he lumped it all. Well, just hang on for a few more months. We're, we're, we're going to get there to October 21st. Maybe it's all going to happen in one shot. Well, guess what happened? October 21st, 2011 came and absolutely nothing happened. <laughs> it's just crazy. Right. And then shortly after that, he died. Right. Well, and even before that, I don't know if you guys remember. Remember that Y2K thing? Yeah and, yeah. and the church got caught up into that. I remember that, man. Church got sucked into that big time. Right. And P- and not only that one, that's when you started people uh, storing up survival gear and all this stuff. And well, guess what? Y2 came, came and went. Nothing happened. Once again, as this happens, the world is watching all this, by the way, right, going on in the church. And they're saying, man, you Christians don't know nothing. You guys keep setting these dates, and we're just sitting back watching the show because you, you, you don't even know what's going on. You're, it, and it's a horrible witness. But anyway, then comes, if you remember, and I, I was here in Vegas at that time, and that was the mind calendar, 2012. I mean, after all, didn't yeah. you see that movie, 2012, it's going to happen, blah. And it's one thing for the world to get caught up in that. And the world did, you know, because they listened more to that than the Bible. Well, uh, yeah, Christians getting caught up in that. I'm going. Are you kidding me? Do you have any idea what the background of the Mayan culture was? And uh, we've exposed this on on some of our other studies. But the the only thing that ended in 2012 was the Mayan calendar. <laughs> in fact, if those guys. The only thing. If those guys were so smart. And had some secret knowledge that the rest of us needed, uh, uh, and they're supposed to predict it in the world. Uh, They didn't even predict their own cultural extinction. but, But listen, you need to understand who these people were. The Mayan culture, these people were evil. And they were full of, occult practices. They were barbaric. Uh, they were actually violent. They uh, uh, practiced human sacrifice. They believed that in order to, quote, appease the gods, they had to kill people and offer them up and their blood as a uh, human sacrifice to keep the sun going because they thought the sun was powered by human blood. Wow. And, and on and on it goes. And ex- excuse me, I'm supposed to listen to them over the Bible a- as far as, you know, when's the end of the world going to come? It's crazy, Right. Uh, uh, but then you think, okay, well, after that 2012 thing, because obviously guess what happened? 2012 came and went. Even the church got – some of them people got snookered into it, and we're done. Are we done yet now? How many times have we got to get burned? We got burned with uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses. We got burned with the, uh, the Seventh-day Adventists. Uh, we got burned with uh, uh, the Wiesenhunt guy, Harold Camping, 2012. We're done, right? no. Then here comes these theories by uh, John Hagee and Mark Biltz, the Blood Moons. Pooh, they got a lot of mileage out of that stuff. Oh, I don't yeah. know if, if you remember that stuff. It's like you kidding me, and boy, they had to go through every single one of those. They got stretched out over a few years, but basically that was supposed to be some unique event. You know, 1493 and, nine, and 1994, the you know when these Blood Moons occurred, uh, there was the fall of Spain, and the, the Jews were expelled, and and Columbus discovered America. Blah blah blah, and then. 1949 to 1950 when the, when they occurred again that was that was following Israel when it was declared a nation in 1948 and, and then again in 1967 and 68, that was a six-day war so don't you realize that every time the, the, the you have the the tetrad the, the blood moons it, it's something significant could this be the rapture because it's going to happen again and well first of all it was a number <laughs> one a bunch of baloney. It didn't happen. Nothing happened. In fact, there's so-called precise dates that they use for proof in the past that something really specific was going to happen. It wasn't even date. In fact, when you look at the dates, the the Jewish expulsion that they were talking about, 1493 to 94, uh, excuse me, that actually took place in 1492. Right. Uh, A year before the blood moon cycle even started. So you're completely wrong on that one. And then their 1949 to 1950 date with the blood moons occurred two years after uh, 1948. So they were wrong on that one, too. And actually, there were other uh, blood moon uh, tetrad cycles that uh, fell on Jewish holidays. And there were no significant uh, uh, events that took place on that. So, they're, again, they're cherry-picking. So the whole thing with the Blood Moon thing, they got a bunch of mileage out. They sold a bunch of books, made a lot of money, and guess what happened? Once again, nothing happened. Okay, so we're done, right? Are we done now? No. Here comes the Shemitah. <laughs> uh, you got to be kidding. With Jonathan Khan, right? And, and and people got snookered because they got his other book called The Harbinger, and, uh, and somehow he took Old Testament passages, and somehow those passages were supposed to be not referring to Israel— Right. Uh, Over there uh, in the Middle East. No, no, no. Uh, The Old Testament was really talking about New York City and the, the Twin Towers. And excuse me, America wasn't even in existence then. And those texts have nothing to that. So, but people fell for that. So here he comes with this shemitah thing, and basically the shemitah thing is he was trying to say that he's got this new theory, right? This new theory, and it's, it's based on the Old Testament ceremonial law, right? And and in this law, uh basically, uh, it's it's it's, uh, it's something that's going to happen. It, it, it's going to uh, cause a, a, a release. Of, uh, of, of danger and economic uh, 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 damage and things that are going on and, and this is what's going to happen to America and he, he got this theory that supposedly Every so many uh, of these Shemitah years, every Shemitah year, something really bad, really horrible uh, is going to is gonna take place. And, and he's calculated that's what's going to happen uh, in America, okay? And he felt that September 25, 2014 to September 13, 2015, that's the Shemitah year. And so that's guaranteed horrible economic... T- it's going to be a stark stock market crash for America. But eh. first of all, once again, it came and went, nothing happened. And why? Because the Shemitah issue... Is an issue that has to do with Israel. And it's a ceremonial law. And we are not under the ceremonial laws. The moral law, the Ten Commandments, yeah, that's still God's holy righteous law. But the ceremonial law has been fulfilled in Christ. They're no longer enforced for us. It's only for the nation of Israel. Once again, it's not America. America is not some sort of second Israel, right? Okay. And 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 even the Shemitah dates that he came up with are in dispute anyway. OK, and it's again, uh, th- th- he's just cherry picking events. OK, uh, y- you can do the same thing with other years that this supposed Shemitah takes place. And it- it's just a bunch of blanks. Now, I like what one guy said. He says, OK, uh, about the Shemitah year, he says, did it happen? Not even close. He said, well, a, a-, a few things happen. To be fair, Jonathan Kahn sold millions of dollars of books and Jim Baker sold some survival supplies and Charisma magazine got some real mileage out of the farce over the last year. Okay. And so once again, if you notice, there's a pattern there, even starting back from with Wies and Hunt and camping, September always seems to get picked on. The one guy says this he says, Listen, knock it off. The Bible is sufficient. Stop chasing after prophecies. Stop buying false prophets. Stop buying books that supposedly unlock secrets and reveal mysteries and all that gobbledygook. God doesn't hide things in the Bible, He wants us to know the truth. The Bible is God's revelation of Himself to man. And hiding his revelations uh, to only have secret knowledge that only secret people have with secret techniques and secret abilities defeats the purpose of why God wrote the Bible. If someone says they discovered something in the scripture that no one else in 2000 years have discovered, they're wrong and they're trying to sell you something or lead you astray. You can bank on it. If Charisma Magazine, Jim Baker and Glenn Beck all promote something, it's probably seven different kinds of falsehood. He says, interpreting omens, using astrology, and looking at signs is not Christianity, it's occultic. And I said all that to get to this. It's happening again. You've got to be kidding me. How many times do we got to go through this? It seems like it's getting worse and worse each year, right? And the latest one is the September 23rd sign. And, And if you're not familiar with it, the premise that they say is Revelation chapter 12. Revelation chapter 12 says a great wonder sign appeared in heaven and it's a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and a crown of 12 stars on her head and she was pregnant, cried out in pain. And she was about to give birth and she gave birth to a son, a male child, who will rule the nations with an iron scepter and her child was snatched up to God and to his throne. And what they say is there it is, folks. Uh, That's the uh, – we're able to, with this passage, predict the time of the rapture. And here's their premise. They take – they say – that this passage, the woman clothed with the sun is actually supposed to be the constellation, the zodiac astrology constellation Virgo. That's that's supposed to be the woman. And the moon <laughs> will be at her feet. It is Virgo, okay, is is uh the with the moon at her feet, is literally the moon. Okay. The 12 stars at her head is this certain constellation of 12 stars that are going to be around Virgo's head. That's supposed to be this crown. And then they say that uh, the child being snatched up to God, you know, with this uh, alignment in Virgo, well, that's going to predict the rapture of the church. OK, and they say that the planet Jupiter is going to be in the center of Virgo in her womb for nine months, you know, like it's given birth, like in Revelation 12. And then it's going to exit. And that's the church uh, being raptured. It's like, what are you serious? That's really. W- and I'm telling you, I cannot believe how many people are falling for this is crazy. First of all, once again. Go back to the Bible. What's the Bible say? Don't set a date. I mean, this is like an easy, basic core Christianity basic truth. Don't mess with the virgin birth, don't mess with the resurrection, and don't don't set a date. The Bible clearly says you don't know the day, you don't know the hour. I don't care how nifty you start with the calculator, I don't care how many times you've reversed and gone forward and looked back with the stellarium consolation program. Okay, nobody knows. In fact, all you did to guarantee. On September 23rd, 2017, if the rapture hasn't occurred before then because it's an imminent event, all you guaranteed is the rapture will not be on September 23rd, 2017, because you predicted the date. Okay. Uh, But anyway, but basically, more importantly, the, the Bible interprets itself, and you don't interpret the Bible using astrology and constellations. Okay. The Bible, the woman that's mentioned here in this text is Israel. And it's clearly defined as Israel because the phrase there, the moon, the sun, the 12 stars, that's a direct citation from the Bible, Genesis 37, verse 9, and it's talking about Israel and the 12 tribes. That's the 12 stars that are mentioned there. It's not talking about a constellation. The child that the woman Israel gives birth to is the Messiah. It's Jesus, not the church. And the child, the male child that is snatched up to the throne, that's talking about the ascension. Of Jesus, not the rapture. It has nothing to do with the church. And not only that, you got the timing all wrong. That passage there in Revelation 12 is a talking about the birth of Jesus and his ascension leading up to the future event of the woman Israel being protected. It says right there in the text, 1,260 days. It's talking about God's supernatural protection of Israel, the woman, in the second half of the seven-year tribulation. So there's no way this event could even happen right now because the seven-year tribulation hasn't even started yet. It hasn't even started yet because the church is still here. We're raptured out prior to that, and we know that that event starts when the Antichrist makes a peace treaty, a covenant with Israel, Daniel 9.27, So the whole timing is off, according to this text. It has nothing to do with that. And their supposed alignment that's supposed to be a unique event that's going to culminate in September twenty third, 2017, is not as accurate and precise as they're trying to make it. First of all, they want to say that uh, Jupiter, which is somehow supposed to represent this child – Uh, in Revelation 12, which is not, it's referring to Jesus, okay, Uh, stays in Virgo, which is supposed to be the woman, which is not, it's Israel, but they're saying it's the constellation Virgo, but they're saying that Jupiter being in Virgo is the birthing period of nine months. Well, no, you take a look and you will see that it's not even inside of Virgo, which is supposed to be the womb uh, for nine months anyway, It actually – and you could advance this on their Stellarium program. Jupiter goes into the area that they call the womb of Virgo. Okay, It actually exits. It goes in and you keep advancing and Jupiter actually exits. It comes out of the side of Virgo and stays out for about two months. Then it goes back in. Well, wait a second, that's kind of weird, for, uh, uh, weird if you have a baby and it, it pops out your side and then goes back into the womb. I mean, this whole thing is, is not as accurate and precise as they're saying. Also, they say it exits at, at nine months. No, it doesn't. It Actually, Jupiter then goes down and comes out of the proverbial womb uh, long before September 23rd comes up. I think it's around the 9th and the 10th of September is actually when Jupiter exits the quote-unquote womb area. Well, why did you say September 23rd? Because that's when, you, if, you, if you actually take a picture of the alignment that's going on there, remember the sun's supposed to be at the top of the head and the moon's at the feet of Virgo, right? That's supposed to be this Revelation 12 passage. Well, uh, it, it, it's September 9th and ten when Jupiter actually exits, the sun and the moon are not in the proper alignment. So they have to wait until September 23rd, until the moon shows up towards the bottom of Virgo. So none of it is as accurate as they're saying. And the reason why is because that's not what the Bible's saying. <laughs> the Bible says that this is not a constellation. It has nothing to do with the rapture. It's about Israel. It's about Jesus, his first coming, the Messiah, the woman given birth to him, he ascends to the right hand of the father where he is now. Then God's not done with Israel. We all know that he's going to protect, protect them for 1,260 days in the back half of the seven year tribulation. It's not about the church. It, It has nothing to do with the church. And yet what they're doing is basically using astrology to try to cherry pick a bible verse to predict the day of the rapture and i've been around and around with these folks on this and they say oh no don't you say that this is astrology well let you know this is just looking at the stars you know god tells us to look at the signs in the sky well let me give you the definition first of all the definition of astronomy is a branch of science that deals with celestial objects okay and space and physical universe as a whole okay that's just observing stars right astrology is The study of the movements of the celestial bodies and their, quote, supposed influence on human affairs. Well, that's what you're doing. You're saying the certain alignment of celestial bodies is going to have an influence on human affairs, i.e. the rapture, etc., blah, blah, blah. Uh, Excuse me. I didn't make up the definition That's the classic definition. That's called astrology. And they say, well, we're just looking at the signs of the the sky. Well, the Bible tells us what the signs of the sky are. And it's not staring at the constellation Virgo and waiting for the alignment of Jupiter in the supposed womb area with the sun up the top and the moon at the bottom. okay? and then cherry picking a verse out of Revelation 12. The signs in the sky, Luke 21, are defined for us when Jesus is talking about birth pains. That these are things that are going to increase in intensity before he comes back at his second coming, which is at the end of the seven-year tribulation. And we see the signs in the sky. We see an increase uh, of solar activity, Revelation 16. We see – and, and that has to do with the sky. We see in the from the sky, you see an asteroid impact, Revelation chapter 8. You see volcanic activity the sun turning uh, black like sackcloth, the moon turning blood red red from the great earthquake that triggers off all the um, volcanic activity and throws the ash in the sky, Revelation chapter 6. Those are the signs in the sky, okay? He's never once talking about an alignment of a constellation. Alignment of constellation and saying that a certain alignment of a constellation in the sky has an effect on human affairs is astrology. And so you like it, lump it, leave it or not, you're using astrology, the premise of astrology, cherry-picking a verse and saying that this is the secret knowledge to the date of the rapture. This is no different than what all these other hucksters have done for the last hundred years. And it blows me away. How many times do we got to go through this? Because if the again, I'll make the prediction. If the rapture has not occurred before, because it can happen today, it's an imminent event then guess what? We're still going to be here September 24th, okay? And what should happen? The church should call every one of these promoters of this out, call them for what they are, a false teacher, shut them off, don't ever listen to them again. But you know what? Unfortunately, based on behavior, I don't think they're going to do it. My guess is these guys, if we're still around, if the rapture hasn't happened before, these guys are going to somehow milk this thing. They're going to say, well, there's another calculation that I came up with, and we've actually got more time than September 23rd, blah, blah, blah. And you know what's going to happen, unfortunately? People are going to fall for it again. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. crazy. I can't I can't believe we're getting caught. Now, here's my point. Listen, it'd be one thing if we lived in a bubble, and nobody heard this, and this was all in-house, and never escaped the church, but that's not reality. This is one of the hottest things in google search right now september 23rd 2017 so that means the world is watching the world is looking at this the world is watching these youtube video promoters the world is is sitting there and guess what's going to happen again if the rapture doesn't happen prior because it's an imminent event don't have to wait till september 23rd again happen today but if sure enough the lord should tarry we're still here September 24th comes along. You know what the world's going to do? Once again, just like they did with Weez Hunt, just like they did with Camping, just like they did with the Blood Moons, just like they did with Y2K, just like they've done with Jehovah's Witnesses and Seventh-day Adventists, just like they did with the Shemitah year. You know what they're going to do? They're going to laugh. They're going to laugh and once again say, you crazy Christians, you guys are a bunch of wackos. In fact, the only thing that I've noticed that's true is you guys are getting more and more Uh, enthralled with these false date settings and date setters, and this is just yet another reason why I don't want to listen to you. I'm going to tune you out when you come to me and tell me that I need Jesus as my Savior. You can't even get this right, so why should I listen to you? It's one of the worst witnesses, and I know, you know, the enemy knows this, man, right? How do I get people to tune Christianity out? Well, get Christians hooked into this kind of baloney, and every year, see, back with a wheezing hunt, right? Yeah, at least there was a in-between period, right? You had Harold Camping, 1994. Well, at least his next date didn't come until 2011. At least there was a little bit of a break, right? These guys, I don't know if you've noticed, but man, every single year, somebody's got some new supposed theory with some new calculator around some supposed Jewish holiday. Mm-hmm. and it always seems to be culminating in September, by the way. I always, I'm starting to feel pretty sad for September. September keeps getting the hit every, you know, some economic crash. It's going to be the rapture. It's the second coming. It's the yeah. beginning of Armageddon. Blah, blah, blah. And it's always September. It's like, come on. The world is watching. What are you guys doing? Can we just get back to the Bible? And and, and by the way, would, how about spend as much time and as much research on learning the arts of witnessing to people and telling them they need Jesus so they don't go to hell? Why don't you spend your time doing that? Instead of all these crazy programs of some technique of some guy who invented something. Oh, by the way, I shared this last night too. Uh, The basis that uh, Charles Taze Russell, the founder of the Jehovah's Witnesses, and his date setting, you know one of the things he used? He didn't use constellations. He used the Great Pyramid of Giza. It's Pyramidology. The guy was in Pyramidology. And so he felt that by—listen, he called the Great Pyramid, quote, the Bible in stone, (laughs) right? And that if you take a look at the measurements of the Great Pyramid of Giza, and then you go back to the Bible, then it will unlock secret dates predicting the end of the world. Well, that's really what he did. Well, how is that any different than what these guys are doing? They're not starting with the Bible. They're going to astrology, a constellation. They cherry picked a verse out of Revelation 12 and said, based on these alignments of this constellation, now we could rightly interpret and unlock this secret date in the Bible. It's the same baloney. And yet mm-hmm. people are fighting for it again. It, 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 it's sad. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and people fight you on it. It's like, come on, guys. How clear does the Bible have to get? Nobody. Nobody includes you. Nobody includes that guy on the internet, too. Nobody knows the day nor the hour, okay? And if you'd spend as much time witnessing, telling people how to get saved so they not only don't miss the rapture, which nobody knows, but they don't end up in hell, I think it'd be a much more fruitful adventure for all of us.
1: Right, right. (laughs) This is a these are the times that we're living in, and they, and like you said, these people are popping up everywhere, Rory. Yes, and and the other thing is that, um, everybody's going after it hook, line, and sinker, like you said, and and no one, nobody wants they're not studying the word because the word would disprove what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. So, listeners out there that are if you're into this stuff, you know, this is our second show on this topic, and As you can see, it's nothing but false teaching. Stick to the Bible. Stick to what the Word of God says and stop going after myths, doctrines of devils, and people. The stories made up. Stories made up. This is what the Bible talks about, and this is what um, it said it would come into the church. And guess where it's coming? Into the church. And so you can always take the Bible's Word to the bank. It's never going to lead you astray, but the heart of man will. The wicked heart of man. They're there to fool you and get you to believe all sorts of lies. Pay attention. And um, I just want to thank you for laying that out for us, Pastor Billy. Any last words?
0: Well, again, I, I just would encourage people, just get back to the Bible. You know, Rory, like you said, the Bible is what interprets. Go to Revelation 12. Look at the whole thing in context. Read it for yourself, the whole context. The passage is about Israel. It's about giving birth to the Messiah, about Jesus being snatched up to the throne. He's going to rule the nations with a rod of iron. Then the dragon, defined by the context there as Satan, in the second half of the seven-year tribulation, uh, goes after Israel. He's trying to annihilate Israel. He's always tried to get rid of the Jewish people. He's going to try to do it again in the seven-year tribulation. We know that and and that's what it's talking about God's going to sovereignly protect Israel the archangel Michael in the second half of the seven year tribulation that's what that passage is talking about it's not talking about a consolation it certainly is not about the rapture okay it can't be about the rapture because that has nothing to do with the church period okay which the rapture concerns right it's about Israel and, and again, uh, about the ascension of Jesus. OK, so it's just like just just deal with the text. Let the scripture speak for yourself and also go back to basic Christianity. Nobody, nobody knows the day nor the hour. Right. That's why the rapture is an imminent event. OK, you can't predict it. And that's why we always need to be ready. I don't need to have a future date of September 23rd to get me excited about Jesus. The rapture could happen today. That's what excites me, right? In fact, with all these date setters, they destroy imminency of the rapture, which, by the way, is a good thing, right? Because if I realize that the rapture could happen today, I don't need to wait till September or September 23rd, okay, or some Jewish holiday that happens in September, okay, it could happen today. Well, guess what that does? That gets rid of any sense of procrastination, isn't it? Right. Because this might be my last day to witness to uh, my neighbor, my, my loved one, my co-worker, my family, whatever. Right. Because today I could go with Jesus. Uh, so it gets rid of procrastination. It also cleans up your life because that means Jesus could come back today and come get me. Well, guess what? At the rapture, he's going to find you doing something. Right. What What's he going to find you? If it, it, it could happen today. It could happen while you're listening to this broadcast. Don't kid yourself. So so what's the status of your walk with Jesus today? Is it holy? Is it reflective of his holy character? Or are you goofing off? Are you worldly? Are you sinning? What do you want Jesus finding you do? What's your last act going to be? What's the status of your walk going to be? Because it can happen today, right? Now, when you set a date in the future, you just rob people of that blessing. Because if I am convinced By these people, if I were to be convinced by these people that I have until September 23rd, guess what my flesh will do? Well, I can goof off, can't I? Right? I mean, okay, September 22nd, I'll clean up my act. You know, right before the rapture happens, supposedly to these guys, and uh, that's when I'll get my right uh, life right with Jesus. No, no, listen, I don't have to worry about witnessing to my coworkers. It ain't gonna happen till September 23rd, so I'll just wait. You know, and, you know, I'll start ratcheting it up, and you know that, you know, the third week in December, and then, then I'll start getting serious about it. You know, making one last ditch effort. It actually destroys imminency. It actually encourages laziness, and it actually gives the flesh an excuse. To not be serious in your walk with Jesus. They destroy the blessing of the imminency of the rapture. That I don't have time to waste. I need to be holding my walk today with Jesus. I need to be sharing the gospel of Jesus with anyone I meet today. Because it could happen today, the rapture. And therefore, I got no time to waste. When you set dates, you actually hurt the body of Christ. Let alone become a bad witness. You're not a blessing to the body of Christ.
1: Amen, Rory. You have any last words before we end the segment of the show? I think Pastor sealed it up very well. There, there is nothing more to be added, and it's just unfortunate that we have people that are going after this hook, line, and sinker. They're looking for a, a quick fix. Uh, it's like a, um, some mystery oil. No, the, the Word of God laid out everything. It proves its own self and, and that's what that's what we stand on. We stand on God's word and it will never fail. If you like our videos, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the notification bell to get all our frequent updates.